Hello, my name is Emily Jansen, and this is the Leadership is Female podcast. I'm a female leader in sports. I'm the general manager of a AAA baseball team in minor league baseball, and I'm the first woman to hold this title in nearly 20 years. And I'm here with the Leadership is Female podcast to make sure that this amount of time never goes by again before another woman leads. Marion Wright Edelman said, you can't be what you can't see. So I am here to interview successful women in sport to uncover opportunity, learn the tips, learn from our mistakes, learn from our successes to get you to the top faster. Join me and my guests week after week, season after season, as we reach back to extend a hand to pull you forward. I will lead her forward because leadership is female. I met Tammy Powers through Brandy Chastain. Yes, that Brandy Chastain. So when Brandy introduces you to somebody, I think you take it seriously. I certainly did. She introduced Tammy as a powerhouse doing very exciting things in a male-dominated space, motorsports. I heard Tammy's energy and passion for elevating women in motorsports and getting them paid, and I could not wait to ask her to be on the Leadership is Female podcast. In 2020, Tammy marked her 20th year as an executive in motorsports. Tammy looked around the globe, and apart from the NHRA, there are zero women competing full-time in IndyCar, zero in the NASCAR Cup Series, and zero in F1. So she dug in, and what extensive research revealed was compelling. Women and men are equal in a race car. However, women are 10 years behind in experience, also known as opportunity. Tammy then discovered a generation of skilled female race car drivers around the world with a little opportunity to reach the top and a number of unnecessary obstacles holding them back. While motorsport is an equal sport, it is not inclusive. With this past year of endless research and countless Zoom meetings, Tammy felt a sense of urgency to create essential solutions. The data shows us clearly, normalizing women competing with men is good for business. It's also a necessary component of sustaining the health of motorsports as a whole. It's time. Power Drive, Tammy's company, is where it all comes together. Join me for an inspiring conversation with Tammy. You'll be revved up and ready to go chase your dreams after hearing from this inspiring woman who does not know how to take no for an answer, and she's finding so much success. So without further ado, we've got to get into this. Let's go. Welcome to the Leadership is Female podcast, Tammy Powers, founder, Power Drive Motorsport Futures. We are so excited to have you. Can't wait to introduce you to the audience. So if you could tell us who you are, what you do, and how you got there. Hi, Emily. Thanks so much for having me on this morning. This is an amazing way to round out the week. I couldn't be uh, more grateful that you're having me on to talk on your leadership is female because the... uh, the mantra is looking good out there in the world right now with uh, women really taking the reins and and doing good for sports as a whole, but for themselves. I mean, after this last year, we've all had. So thank you for having me on. Um, hi, everybody. My name is Tammy Powers, and I am the founder of Power Drive Motorsport Futures. It's a company I started uh, softly back in January, and it has gotten a lot of traction just in the last uh, couple of months. So I'm happy to be here and talk about it. So 
here's the question. Why motorsports? Why you? Why leading this company? Why motorsports? So uh, 20 years ago, I, I met my boss and we, we just immediately clicked and it wasn't in a motorsport situation. It was, it was in an editing bay on Sunset Boulevard and he was editing a marketing video. And we just had this rapport and this click with each other. And now 20 years later, I've been working for him and he's been my biggest mentor, my biggest critic. Uh, he's just so supportive. He has a daughter uh, of his own. So he's he's always been an advocate for women in male-dominated fields. He he raised his daughter to know that she can do whatever she wants to do, whatever she's passionate about, just go for it and don't worry about uh, the aesthetics of it. If you're the only woman in the room, um, if you feel uh, confident in that, you can do anything. And so, you know, he, he you know, taught me that as well. Um, you know, my father died back in 2002 and, um, my employer, uh, obviously he's a friend after 20 years. Um, but he really, he, I don't know if he felt responsible for me. I don't know. But when I lost my father, it was very tragic for me. And he literally stepped in and stepped up and, and gave me the guidance and the, the courage and the strength to um, achieve whatever I set my goals toward, you know, and, and I'm really grateful for that. And I think that there's a lot of great men out there um, that hold the keys and, and have a lot of power. And we want to call them the good old boy network. We want to call them a lot of different things nowadays, I hear, but there's a lot of great ones. And I think those are the ones that we need to focus on that are elevating women, that are uplifting women, that are guiding women, that are mentoring women. Um, those are the guys we need to focus on and elevate. So happy you brought that up. You know, we talk now, I think we've coined it or there's a term out there, allyship. Um, mm -hmm. So we, we needed to find a word to describe what it meant to have mentors that were men in our lives. And I'm so happy you described it in that way, because we're not talking about leadership as female and that you can only have women help you out in your career. We're trying to empower women to reach new heights, but you need a lot of help along the way. And the gender doesn't necessarily matter. It's who the people are that are on your side. Yes. And that's what we're, we're shouting from the rooftops as women, that gender doesn't matter. We need to also walk that talk and be open to great men, um, you know, paving the way. And, and that's what, what my employer has done. You know, Alan Johnson, he's a 12 time top fuel world championship team owner, uh, crew chief. He's the mad scientist. He's, he's an incredible individual. And, and I believe, you know, just my own beliefs is that, uh, you know, the universe puts people in your path for a reason. Nothing happens by accident. And I have been so blessed and, and I'm just honored to, to be able to work with him for 20 years. And what that has now done is given me the confidence to step up my passion and walk into any room or any situation with that confidence that that a lot of women struggle with. A lot of women write to me. I, I just did a, a speaking engagement um, for the University of Monaco. And what I find fascinating about it is I had this, this uh, big Zoom meeting with probably 25 people in motorsport 
uh, majority women who want to break into motorsports on the executive side, on the engineering side. Um, there was a couple of, of drivers on there and a lot of the same sort of narrative was happening and they were saying, well, how do I get the confidence and people don't treat you fairly and, and I feel like I'm inferior. And I said, well, you can only feel inferior if you feel inferior. That's a choice. And and, I, and and look, I can relate. When I was 30, I would have felt the same way. But at 50, <laughs> um, that changes, right? I mean, you, you walk with more confidence. You have more life experience. You have more experience in the boardrooms. You have more experience on the ground. And, and, and you've been beat up a little bit. And, and your skin is thicker. So I always tell people, you know, it's really important your inner narrative. Because if you tell yourself you don't have confidence, if you tell yourself you're inferior, that's exactly what you're going to emulate when you walk into a room. And people can feel that. And people can sense that right when you walk in. And, um, and I always tell people, you know, it's really important to speak to yourself like someone you love. And I think uh, women, especially women, need to focus on that. And I call it stinking thinking. Do not allow yourself to have stinking thinking because um, it doesn't. That's not who you are. You are confident. You are capable, or you wouldn't be there. Okay, everyone, this is worth. I got to restate it all again because these confidence nuggets that you dropped are boulders, maybe because these are so huge. So. Feeling inferior is a choice. Your inner narrative is so important. Speak to yourself like someone you love and no stinking thinking. I love it. I love it so much. And uh, that's incredible advice. You guys seriously put that in your brain and don't forget. And uh, it'll, it'll take you to the next level. And I want to ask you a little bit more about uh, Power Drive Motorsport Futures. You, when I first met you, um, you were talking about your company, and then you had this description of the company through your daughter's eyes. So yeah. you had heard her describe what her mommy does. So tell us that story and then dig into the company a little bit more. Oh God, to get through that without getting watery eyed. Um, <laughs> well, you know, over the last year, it has been a challenge to say the least for all of us, especially as parents, as you know, now we're educators. <laughs> um, we're trying to pick up the pieces from, you know, businesses being shut down and the economy and being afraid and our children being afraid, mommy, what's going to happen to me? And and you have to just say you're safe, you're home. And nobody ever thought that, that something like this could ever happen in our lifetime. And, and, and it happened. And so we were all put in this position of survival, right? Survival. And how are we going to how are we going to be okay to be able to provide for our families? How are our children going to recover from this? And, and as women, I believe, and I've, what I've seen in the last year, we all banded together and, and we make it happen. And so homeschooling my daughter 20 feet away, I'm trying to pick up the pieces. Motorsports has stopped. I've got employees I'm laying off. I'm working with them at night, trying to get them on unemployment. They've never been on unemployment in their life. They've been with the company 20 years. It's those hardest conversations you'll ever have. 
my daughter speaking 90% Spanish and her Zoom classes 20 feet away from me. I've got to figure out her homework. I'm on Google Translate every night trying to educate her. And I thought, oh my God, what are we going to do? And I spent so many Friday afternoons at five o'clock just crying in the bathroom, just saying, God help me, how are we going to get through this? But as, as the year unraveled, I found the blessings and everything. And I started saying to myself, you know, motorsports needs an overhaul or it's not going to sustain itself. You look at motorsports and it all looks the same and it's all sort of this linear <laughs> um, visual, right? And, and with technology and innovation happening and more women getting into tech and, and, and engineering, there's really no place for them yet. And uh, my sport, the NHRA, National Hot Rod Association, which was started in 1951, by the 70s, there were women racing um, alongside men and with men and against men and with them. And, you know, Shirley Muldowney, you know, world champion, she, she paved the way for the women that were to come. And today it's normalized for women to be competing with men on the highest levels of this sport. And so, I took that time to look around the globe and see that in F1, NASCAR, IndyCar, there weren't any women competing on the highest levels. And, you know, we had Danica Patrick um, a few years back. She retired from NASCAR, um, but there was one of her and, and we're grateful for Danica. She, <laughs> she is another step in this um, and we're grateful for that. But you got to have more than one. We got to normalize women in the highest form of motorsports. And there's no reason why they shouldn't be there. Um, motorsport uh, is one of the only professional sports where women and men can compete on an even playing field. Uh, women have the physical, mental uh, capacity to, um, to compete in these cars. And so I looked around and I saw all these women that were on social media and they were all sort of locked into their pods and they were still training. They were still doing all of their training exercises and, and preparing themselves for when things open back up. And I got to know a lot of these girls and their, the, the common narrative was we can't get corporate sponsors. Like we're not getting sponsored. So I dug in even deeper and deeper and I watched a documentary about Janet Guthrie on ESPN Plus called Qualified. And I watched her story. And what was fascinating is she's, I think she's 80 now. And uh, there was a lot of live interviews with her on this documentary. And I got to know her experience and what it was. The reason why she had to retire was because corporate America just wasn't quite ready yet to support a female race car driver on the professional levels. So. I sat there and there was this heaviness in my body and this anger that came up because all these girls out there are still experiencing that same fate. And it's 40 years later. I'm like, what's going on? I mean, we're in the most progressive time of, of, of advertising right now. Why aren't corporations sponsoring women? And it's, it, it's, it's a layered problem. Um, it has to do with the establishment. It has to do with the team owners. It has to do with a lot of things. And so 
I get to work on this and I start researching it and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the data, I'm looking at the research. There's two studies that were done about women and men in race cars and are they equal? Um, I'm looking through all these studies and I dig in hard and, and my daughter is witnessing this and on her breaks, we would collaborate, have little dance parties and she'd, she'd hear what I was doing in all of these meetings and talking about women uh, racing in, in the highest levels of motorsport and, and how they're all out there. They just don't have the opportunity. And I, I'd said at one point, the only thing women lack in motorsport is opportunity. And so um, on that was the inspiration to start Power Drive. And now I hear my daughter in one of her classrooms and the teacher was asking the students, um, what do your parents do for a living? And, you know, getting the class to socialize on Zoom, which I can imagine is tough for her. So that was like an icebreaker. And I heard my daughter say, my mommy helps women be able to race cars with men. And I, a chill went up my arm and I said, yes, I'm doing the right thing because so many people have told me you have no idea what you're up against. You have no idea what you're up against. Uh, you might want to just rethink this. And I never once rethought it. And um, it's funny, you know, I met you on Brandy's Corner, right? And Brandy was talking about, uh, I had met her in a different Zoom and thank God for Zoom meetings over this last year. But she has been a huge supporter of mine. And, you know, she's like, Tammy, you got to keep going. And, and so I have this great network of people around me that are, are keeping me held up because I know I have a huge mountain to climb and I'm going to piss off a lot of people <laughs> in the process, but I got to keep going. And I think my 20 years in motorsports has prepared me for moments like this you have the, the drive, you've got the energy and you've got the connections. When we last spoke, you talked about the importance of partnerships and making friends in the industry. So what has that meant to you to grow your company and how do you rely on your friends as partners and vendors to get the job done for your clients. I imagine you're a person who's never made a cold call in your life. So talk to us a little bit about that and, and how, how those people, that network is helping you to grow your business and build the bridge connecting female race car drivers with forward thinking brands. So that is, that is something you look back at your career and say, what is it all meant? that's what it's all meant. It's the relationships that I've built, the trusted relationships. And I always believe, you know, in, you know, what your parents tell you, you know, you are what you surround yourself with and, you know, be careful who you hang out with. It's the same in business. And what I have been blessed enough to do and have the, the skill to do is to really surround myself with great people. And, you know, motorsports is a vast industry. It's a global industry. But yet it's very small when it comes to the network and everything is interchangeable between leagues. Everybody knows everybody to some capacity. And what I've done the last 20 years is built up those great relationships. So when a client or a potential client comes to me and says, I would like to uh, for you to create a race program for this for my brand. Here are my my objectives. And I'd like to have a female race car driver. I can put together a comprehensive plan that is 
that is there there will be nothing like it in the world because there's nothing like power drive in the world so i'm not beholden to any league or any team or or any athlete it's it's exactly what they want me to bring to the table i can bring to them and i can bring them options i always say life is better with options and so um i can bring them exactly what they order and i have the the network of people around me to be able to activate that in a way that is the most uh, the most profitable at the end of the day for, for what they wanna do. Um, uh, it's all about growth. It's all about what they need. It's all about what they wanna do. And I can put the pieces together to implement and activate that for them. You guys, we have a new website, leadershipisfemale.com. Please visit us and know that we are here to help get you to the top faster. Are you a career female looking for an edge? Are you looking for answers on how you can level up? Our purpose is to bring interviews with female leaders in sports each week through this podcast, Leadership is Female, so you can uncover opportunities, hear tips to elevate your career, Learn from our mistakes and successes so that you can get to the top faster. We're giving you all the advice we know now that we wish we knew then. We're extending a hand back to lead you forward. Let's go. Visit leadershipisfemale.com. Join our newsletter. Check out all the episodes of the podcast and stay tuned for more resources to lead you forward. Leadershipisfemale.com. Throughout this season of Leadership is Female, I've talked with several founders of the Pro Sports Assembly. I'm glad to become a founder too and invite you to join us at prosportsassembly.com. We are the association for people who work in professional sports. Our core purpose is the advancement of diverse and inclusive leadership. From finance to innovation, operations and sales to social responsibility, marketing, human resources, and analytics, the assembly aims to ensure pro sports has a diverse and talented pipeline to lead these efforts and more. Visit prosportsassembly.com to learn more. And so with those options, you have this innate ability to storytell and to create content, create content strategy that is such an essential key to building not only a business, but a a career for an individual. What are some of the key components to those skill sets, building strategy, uh, storytelling? Give us a couple of tips. So, so storytelling is, is marketing, right? I mean, it's, 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 it's pretty simple with power drive. It's, it's not just about it's it's female focused, but it's not just the fact that that the athlete or the driver is a female. I don't work with every female. I work with women who are ready for the main stage, and who have a compelling story to tell that is that aligns with the core values of the brand. So I don't believe in quotas. I don't believe in you got to earn your seat, regardless of your gender. What Power Drive merely does is give the the females that are stage ready, main stage ready, and align with those brands. And so I have a handful of athletes that I'm working with right now, and I'm not taking anyone else on unless they're 
super compelling and that, that it would match with somebody that I know because it's important to me and important to the core of what power drive is, is to give the client the absolute best in class. And, and as you know, working with athletes, you know, they've got to have it all. They nowadays you've, you've got to have, you've got to be marketable. You've got to have the look, you have to be able to speak well, you have to be able to be social media savvy. You have to be able to be, you have to be able to touch the emotions of the people in the middle of the room. And I think there's a lot of, um, a lot of gray areas uh, when it comes to that. And I think that, um, you know, with, with the politics, the way it had been the last four years, I think it's really tricky. And I think that it's really important um, to be aligned with the core values of the brand and be able to have that authenticity um, as they walk through their life day in and day out when they're on social media, you know, it's really important to be aligned correctly. And so speaking of brands, what are brands missing? Is there a gap between the brands and sponsorship of women in racing? And how are you making those connections? There's a, there's a large gap. I mean, and we know that because we're not, we have no women in motorsports. So there's a huge gap and there's many layers to that. Like I mentioned, you know, team ownership, there's, you know, big, big, men that, <laughs> that own lots of uh, fleets of race cars and they get to say who's who's in the seat. And so my hope is to inspire them to look in a different direction, inspire them to bring uh, more diversity and inclusion to the table. And I think that there, that shift is happening. The gap with the brands, there's a lot of money at play here, right? So you have a motorsports is $6 billion spend every year globally into motorsports. So there's a lot of money involved. So when there's a lot of money involved, then there's a lot of middlemen and people that hold the keys to these relationships and hold the keys to these buckets of money. So you have agencies, you know, you have a large company like Procter and Gamble. How many agencies do they have? How many, it's just such a long line of people you have to get through to be able to get to those opportunities. So that is the gap. It's the it's the the middle people in between. It's the so many different people that hold the keys to the buckets of of sponsorship dollars. And what I hope to do is carve through that or chip my way through um, and get these conversations going. And then it's also, um, you know, you don't know what you don't know. So awareness. What is Power Drive? This is what it does. We do one thing. We connect great best-in-class female race car drivers with forward-thinking brands. It's that simple. And let's have a conversation about it. And that's what I'm doing with a lot of brands right now because they want to know more. They want to have a conversation about female athletes, uh, especially in motorsports, because we know motorsport fans are super emotionally connected to um, the drivers and the the brands that 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 support it. So. Um, it's, there's a lot of noise and a lot of clutter and it's just breaking through that and bringing that awareness to people that can make the key decisions. So this has been incredible information on marketing, brand connections, breaking through. Let's talk a little bit more about you, Tammy. What has been one of the biggest hurdles in your career and how did you overcome it? And what did you learn along the way? Well, you know, it was, it was it Cheryl Sandberg said, lean in, remember, lean in, lean in, lean in. 
Um, I, I think that that is a great message. However, um, I think what I've learned is I, cause I drive through everything. I put my eyes on, I drive through it. I get it done. Um, I am a very, I can be a very forceful person. I've had to learn to know when to lean back too. Um, I always say, I, I, someone said to me, gave me some constructive criticism of somebody I love and trust said to me, you're like a, a fast flowing river. You, you, you're so fast and you drive through everything that no one has a chance to give anything to you back. So you got to learn to stop once in a while. So I've learned leaning in is great, but you, it's an art form to learn when to lean in and when to lean back. And it's okay to lean back. And we have to learn to give it all you got and then lean back and accept what is coming to you. And so that that's a huge lesson I've learned. And one of the biggest hurdles I've had to climb because it's really hard for me with having so much passion and, and really being validated that I'm doing the right thing. And I know how hard it's going to be. It's like you, you charge yourself up every morning for battle. And you have to be able to learn how to settle into your confidence and know that just put out everything you can and then wait and see what happens. And that's really hard for me to do. I don't, I'm not a very patient person and I'm learning um, through the process uh, how to be better at all those things. I hear you on the patience piece, 100%. (laughs) And I want to talk about one thing you said there with constructive criticism. So I think earlier on in my career, that was way harder for me to uh, listen to, hear, intake, and then do something about. I was hurt. And so talk a little bit about constructive criticism and sort of your tips for moving through it. And in fact, asking for it. This, This week, I have said more times than I can count to the people that that I work with ask for feedback. The best thing you can do is ask for feedback every day. How can I get better? How can I get better? How can I get better? Because it it can't just be your own personal lens that you're viewing the world through. You've got to, you got to take a look at, at what others are seeing and what others are thinking in order for you to improve. What are your thoughts? So that is hard for us as women. I can't speak for men, but I can speak for a lot of women who have said to me, it, it, they take a lot of things personally when something comes off as you didn't do good enough. And there's this cultural thing that we've acquired, or I have, and many women I know, that we just take it all on. We take on everything. We take on everyone else's troubles. We take on our own troubles. And if we don't do something perfect, we, we look at that as a failure. And when I always say now to myself, constructive criticism is a gift. If someone cares about me enough to look me in the eye and tell me in a respectful way that they disagree or they think I'm going in the wrong direction or they give me that criticism that's constructive, I look at that now as a gift because when people care about you and care about your future and care about you winning and, and, and getting what you want out of your life and your career and as parents and, and, and everything and in love and everything, that person cares enough to say something to you about it. That's a gift because if someone doesn't care, they don't bother. Right. And I think that 
me as a woman, I, I want to accept that, that those, that feedback, as you call it, I love the feedback and be able to make myself better and, 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 and be able to be able to reciprocate people. It's a collaboration at the end of the day, right? Um, you can't collaborate on a positive note every moment of the day. It's you've got to get into the mud a little bit, and that's how we get progress and everything that we're doing. So I always say, and and it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to make mistakes. That's how we grow. That's how we learn, and accept those mistakes and use it to to progress. What you're working on. I mean, that's what I do every day. I make mistakes. And now I look at it differently. You know, I look at it and then, you know, as you age, which you don't know yet, <laughs> you're so young, but like, as you age, you look back and you realize all of those things happened. It didn't feel good at the time, but wow, does it feel great now? I promise you that's what happens. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't agree more. I love everything you shared. And I wanted to say one other one other thing. Okay. So you said constructive criticism is a gift. Yes. Like 159%. But the other thing is like when you ask for it, the ball is sort of in your court. Like you've already prepared yourself to receive that feedback and you've given that person that you trust or are working with the permission to give you the feedback because also sitting in the other chair is like not so easy <laughs> to tell somebody, Hey, you could really improve on this, or I didn't like how this was completed. Those are tough messages as a manager or as a leader to deliver. So, you know, just put yourself in that mindset, like how much progress can you make if you're the person who's willing to ask for it and you're sort of making it easier for the people you're working with because you're giving them the space to give you that feedback. Oh, absolutely. And I always say it's really important when, when we're having, I call them uncomfortable conversations. And I think it's really important to focus on the persons, whether you're receiving or giving, it's really important to focus on the, the positive attributes of the person and really focus and, and lead in with that and then have the uncomfortable conversation and also end on a positive. And, and it's, and it's okay to say, I believe in you. That's why it's important that you understand this. You see, and, and that's how I talk to people. And it's so hard for so many to have uncomfortable conversations or they call it confrontations. Nothing has to be a confrontation. Everything can be a collaboration, right? And, and if, if that person is working for you or, or, or you're asking them for feedback, you have to have an open energy for people to be able to say uncomfortable things to you as an employer or, or as their superior. So you have to be open to that energy. And um, it's funny because I, I've, I've had 50 men working underneath me before, and, and it was so hard to get that relationship and that uh, collection of thoughts together with them. But over the years, I mastered it somehow, or I've got guys coming in talking to me about things that they wouldn't talk to their significant others about because, you know, that trust, you got to build the trust with people. And also that with that trust comes, you know, is what I'm about to say going to stay in this room? Can I trust this person? And that's something that, that comes within the years of, of building it up on both ends, building that trust and that relationship up. But having those uncomfortable conversations about performance, it's always important to start on a positive and end on a positive. 100%. Start on a positive, end on a positive sandwich method. And so 
so much advice that you've given, but what's one piece of advice that you can give to us today, to women today, so that we can level up tomorrow? Lead with your passion. Get the drive from that passion in your belly. Go in with confidence. And the most important thing is follow through. Even if you're rejected, you're going to get rejected, rejected. I always say rejection is redirection and follow through no matter what, because you never know where that person's going to be in five years. They might be in a position where now they're ready to work with you. And so remember, even in the no, keep keep it in your funnel, because especially if you hit it off with that person and it just wasn't the right business relationship right now, it's important to keep your network tight and authentic and, and, you know, be reciprocal in the energy. And, and it's just so important, the follow through. This has been such a fun conversation and I, we need to put something on in writing for a year from today so we can hear all the amazing deal crushing you have made in the last year and the progress you've made um, because I know there's nothing but amazing things ahead for you. So can you leave us with your favorite quote? Oh, my idol, my inspiration. I'm going to give you this and it's really, really simple. You drive the car, you don't carry it. Janet Guthrie. Love it. I love it. Love it. I love it. So where can we follow along with your career? So I am so proud of my website that was just recently uh, designed and collaborated with my daughter on as well. Um, She helped with the design, um, picking out beautiful imagery. And um, so the website is now live. It's www.powerdrivemf.com. And I am on Instagram and Twitter at PowerDriveMF. Come join us. Let's have a conversation. Tammy, you are powerful. You are driven and you are a dynamo. And we are so thrilled that you shared your voice with us today. Thank you. Thank you, Emily. Let's get into the top four takeaways. Number one, you are what you surround yourself with. So surround yourself with great people. Number two, lean in. Thank you, Cheryl Sandberg. But know also when it is time to lean out too. If you go too fast, no one can catch you to give you constructive feedback. And constructive feedback is a gift that you do not want to miss. Number three, settle into your confidence and have the patience and confidence to wait and see how your work comes to fruition. And number four, Tammy's best advice, lead with your passion and follow through. Hey leaders, if you want to be in for a treat, definitely subscribe to the show if you have not done so already, because we have so many amazing episodes coming up. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify, wherever you listen so you don't miss out. And if you leave us a review or post about me or tag Leadership is Female on your Instagram stories, To talk about the show, we'll enter you into a giveaway. We're giving away something every single month. Some of my favorite things from my favorite work bag to my favorite sunglasses. Make sure that you spread the word and we will reward you for that. I'll also send you a personal thank you note and repost your comments and reviews. Last thing, did this episode bring you any insights, ideas, aha moments, 
anything you are inspired by. If so, take one second and share the link, post about it on your Instagram, text your friend, email, so many ways to share leadership is female. And if you do post about this show, again, don't forget to tag at leadership is female or at Emily Jansen or my awesome guest today, because knowing that this conversation made a difference for you means the world to us and we love to see it. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Leadership is Female podcast. It means the world to me that you chose to spend your time with this podcast today. If you like this episode, subscribe, share, and review. What can you do today to lead her forward? We will do our part to lead her forward because leadership is female. Thank you for joining us. This podcast was recorded and edited by Emily Jansen, public relations by Paige Hegedus, and distributed by Anchor FM.